0: Okay, so last week Dustin kind of kicked the, um, <laughs> kicked, kicked, the history of the church's understanding of sin off our study off last week. I think Dustin was planning on getting farther than he than he did, <laughs> but it's all good. Um, so I'm going to jump right in. We're going to kind of cover a couple of uh, quick little little points, but um, we're going to jump right into where Dustin was at. I think we're like the the emphasis that Dustin was placing on, uh, particularly the view of uh, Pelagianism, is a central one. I want us to dive a little bit more into that, um, and then we'll kind of we'll we'll kind of press on a little from there and um, and wrap this up this morning. Um, that's a big word. I, I know it can be confusing. We're like, why don't we use these these big words? That these words like this tend to come when there was a person. Um, and then their view kind of took hold and, and the word comes from their name in particular. So, um, that's where Pelagianism comes from. Um, so we're going to be looking at that this morning. So as we kind of, so we've, we've gone through a study on, um, Sin and the doctrine of sin, and we kind of came to conclusions, and then kind of the follow-up to that, the the church, like the historical view of the church on that, kind of give us an idea of places that the church has has wrestled with throughout church history. Um, the the. Pelagianism and semi Pelagianism is one of the bigger, um, kind of points in time to where, um, some clarity needed to be kind of fleshed out in the church. Um, so I think that's why it's a, that's why it's a good point to kind of reiterate. Um, so a couple of things like, Throughout church history, the primary understanding of sin is that um, we, not only do we have original sin, but we also commit sin, and we commit sin because we are sinners, not flipped, right? Like, we don't commit sin and then that make us sinners, we sin because we are sinners, right? Like, the reason that you sin... Is because your nature is sinful from the womb, from birth. So this idea of original sin, inherited sin from Adam, um, places in scripture that we kind of looked at when we were looking at that. Romans chapter five, uh, verses twelve through twenty-one gives the clearest understanding as well as a reflection on um, original sin and now the work of Christ uh, in in making us uh, making us new and us. Um, finding ourselves not in in the first item, but now in the second item. So um, the church has historically held that view. There have been points in the Pelagian debates that that's kind of one point in history where um, the church needed to really refine its understanding um, to kind of push back the these uh, false views also throughout church history um, it's been well understood the depravity of man so there's been um, again like these Pelagian type type things that have come up along the way but by and large uh, the church has held to, to the total depravity um, of of our natures, and what we mean by total depravity when we when we speak of it like that, is that there's no aspect of who we are that sin hasn't broken in some way, right? Whether that be your intellect, whether that be your desires, whether that be um, your motives, whether that be your emotions. That when we speak of depravity, there's nothing that sin hasn't touched. Um, in the nature of humanity, right? So from birth, every aspect of who we are Um, has been affected by sin. Another major component of the church's understanding, so there's the depravity of our nature, and there's our inabilities, right? So like total inability would be another term that you would would see come up here. So this kind of speaks to our lack of ability to please God, and this is outside of, of being in Christ. We can't please God, right? Like we don't please God in the flesh, um, that's kind of where this idea of, of of our total inability comes from. What this, some of the things that come out of this is that you can't work towards God, right? Like you're you're completely lost in all of your working for righteousness, right? Like the best our righteousness can do is to be filthy rags before a righteous Creator, right? Like we're totally incapable of reaching out to God, right? Like w- this is an insurmountable mountain for us to stand below and try to climb up, right? Like we cannot do it. We're completely incapable of reaching him. So the idea of original sin, sin kind of from Adam and us being counted in that, Romans chapter 5 there, the understanding of sin having uh, touched all aspects of human nature and humans' inability to strive towards righteousness from the point in which we stand. So this leaves us, like the historical understanding is we, we are in great need of a Savior, right? So Dustin last week, um, bringing up <clears throat> kind of one of the early, this is around about 5th century um, 400s AD, right? Um, we have this guy come, come along and, and he starts denying original sin. So, um, starts denying total depravity and starts denying, um, our total inability, right? So, um, one of the things that kind of, as I was kind of pushing into this and, and, and just kind of reflecting, reviewing, one of the things, so around about the same time, uh, the Pelagians coming coming along, um, throwing all these heresies out. Um, one of the things that, that this is kind of the backdrop against which this he kind of started framing these views was against some of the things that Augustine was was bringing out. Um, so there's a particular quote that that he uh, had issue with um, that comes from Augustine's Confession. So I'm going to read that particular. Quote, um, and then we're going to think about what Augustine was saying in this, and then we're going to use that kind of to reframe um, the the Pelagian viewpoint uh, with reflection on that, and and then see how that kind of contrasts and what the Church ultimately um, had to say in in those areas. Right, so Augustine in his Confessions said this. Uh, and this is uh, in in the form of a prayer. So imagine that you're praying this, that, that Augustine's praying this towards God. So this is the heart of that prayer here. Give me what you command, and command me to do what you will. Right? So so when Augustine says this, I'm going to read it again. Give me what you command, and command me to do what you will. Um, so... Uh, in this, Augustine's speaking towards that inability to do, right? So we need God to tell us what to do, but we also need God to enable us to do it, right? So against this, Pelagian almost, when when he would think about this in this way, um, and I think this highlights where his view really differs from um, what, what had been kind of brought forward up to this point is when he thinks about this he thinks why would you need to ask that you can already do it you don't need to ask for God to give you the ability to because he already has right and this carries back very far into this understanding that he had, in the sense that um, he would go so far as to say things like, um, "You can come to God, right? Like that—that that you don't need God's grace to enable you to to not sin, right?" So this is—I want to. Do we get that? That's fundamentally different than what we understand, right? Like and and but this is this is one of those things that this particular view seems throughout history to have almost like these like second and third winds that seem to come from it and I think the reason that this happens is that we is is that it's like we'll have we'll have good preaching come along we'll have good teaching come along to where we understand the inabilities the 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 like we we get where sin has placed us and then the need for God's grace the need for God's like enabling in us and then what happens I, I, if if I'm reflecting on this and I and I think about what happens here is that is that that, that all of grace and nothing of works causes us to get to a point to where we are comfortable and we think that it was us and not grace. Does that make sense? Like we can grow comfortable in grace and as a people we can grow comfortable in grace to to almost not realize that it's grace that's got us thus far. And, do, and then we start relying once again on our abilities or our capabilities. And then it starts starts to sound like I can do this. I can, Like it is me. Like I can step out, right? And it becomes
1: more eccentric. Yes. Eccentric. yes. And so yes. our whole song is that grace has brought us here and grace will lead us home. Yes. Right? Like, and if you destroy that point at all... Like the whole thing falls, yeah. because that means you can work your way for salvation. If you can do that, why Jesus? Yeah, and so the whole gospel stands and falls
0: on this. on our like like, and and that's why I think it's very critical for us to like to spend some time reflecting on why it is that these. That these understandings seem to fluctuate, right? Like, so it's never been the the majority or primary view that the church has taught. But but if you look throughout church history, you'll find that time and time again, these these bad ideas tend to crop back up, right? Like that, like that, you can do it, right? And and this is you're good enough. Yes, yes. But what I, now here's here yes and through Christ a lot like like scripture's very clear in how we in how we come to God but 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 there's a there's a it's hard to hear that you can't and you could never right like apart from Christ you couldn't you wouldn't ever you did not desire it, and that's why I say like like we've become like we become comfortable in grace to the point that we that we forget in some sense that you really weren't seeking him first, right, and that we start to begin to think, well, I was seeking him, right. But that's not who you were. Let's be like—I want us to be super clear here—that if the gospel was not preached to you, you would be lost, not seeking after God. Literally, just heard somebody else that the last Christmas thing yesterday, and like someone in, an like, it's
2: just so hard to believe that. Like, I just, I just don't think I could ever do anything bad, like. And I'm like, well mm-hmm. I really yeah. just is yeah. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <I> really <laughs> really <laughs> like But we do stuff that all the time. We are evil. We are ca- like our our soul our soul yeah. evil. Like and the beauty
1: life. the beauty of Christianity, like and, and I love how Platt puts it. Like every other world religion, like is like he put he mm-hmm. words it like this, is like we're trying to climb this mountain to God. Mm-hmm. And and there's all these different paths, and we all get there uh, on our different path to the same place. And then Platt comes in. And he's talking to these guys in the Himalayas. He's doing like tribal missions. And he's like, "So if I hear you correctly, you're saying that you are all like Hinduism's going this way, and they're climbing their way to God, and Islam, and then Christianity are climbing their way to God. And um, that's what divides us from every other major religion is that our God came down. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And we and we say that the mountain is unclimbable, right? And this is not unclimbable in the sense that, well, there just hasn't the right guy come along yet, right? Like, this isn't like Free Solo 2, right? Where there's going to be somebody that's going to do an even bigger mountain, right? Like, this is quite literally spiritually impossible, right?
2: And don't you think, don't you think that the reason for that... Okay, we're centered back on the theology. Yeah. And then that wave or that wind comes along. Is that we are all inclined to our flesh. We want to please the flesh. Even as believers, we have a war. It's clearly stated. And so, Romans 1, it's like the old man, the old nature. Tends to want to, you know, be pleased again, like come back. You know, yes. And we're new creations, but we still have that flesh that we battle. So I think that when we look at the church, like, as a whole and we see these wins, we're just like, look at me. Yeah. I have, like, I changed, Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've had bad theology in my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that, yeah. I think that the, that the, Answer to that, and we can't we can only do what we can do in our lifetimes, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't change all of world history or the future of history in front of us. But if I were to say like like if the church were to remind itself of of one thing and like if we wanted to combat this particular type of thing, kind of reinjuvenating, like we need to be constantly reminded of who we were, right? constantly reminded of who Christ is and why we needed him like this like the gospel that's that's the gospel right like we we don't grow away from the gospel we just press deeper in. So like, we need to consistently and constantly remind ourselves that it is Him even now. Right? Like, as a believer, I stand in Him and He's working to complete the work in me. I work, right? We work. We press. We strive. But ultimately, my success is due Him. At the end of this race, it was Him that started it, Him that finished it. And if he were to remove himself at any point, and he will not, that's the promises of God for us as believers, is that the one who began it will finish it. He will complete it. But if he did, let's suppose that he did for a moment, right? Remove that. He cleaned me, but now he set me forward to go do my own thing. What do I do? I fall flat on my face, right? So this is some of the major, some of the major points of misunderstanding that the Pelagian view has here is the nature that we have right when you were born, you were not born as Adam was initially created right when Adam fell, something happened to all who would come from adam right that is that original sin you are not like him so whenever whenever I, I want to 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 kind of speak to some of the things that that Augustine had here. Um, that i think speak clearly to to the the misunderstanding or the the need for us to understand where we are post adam's fall right like what happened and where we find ourselves in Adam prior to finding ourselves in Christ uh, I think that we need to understand that because we think in the Pelagian view would tend to hold that you are born in a very similar way as Adam was initially created right so i want us to understand like like to to think about this uh, and i think Augustine has has some really good ways to think about this um so i just want to kind of this is not a this is not a direct a direct quote but um, it's kind of a mixing in of of a couple of different things that Augustine w- would say here. So Augustine held that and, and I'm gonna read this a couple of times because the wording is the wording is critical here. Um so I want you to listen listen to this. I'm gonna read it a couple of times in case you miss it. If you want to write it down, I'm gonna read it a couple of times so that you can write it down. So Augustine held that Adam was able not to sin. Right? But he was not yet. Not able to sin, right? Do we get that there's a difference between being able not to sin and not being able to sin, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, so, yeah, and that's why I say, like, the the wording, the wording here can be confusing. Write it, write it down and, and read it a couple of times, right? Um, so, Augustine held that Adam was able not to sin. Right, Adam was able not to sin. He had the ability to choose not. To yes, sin. he had the ability to choose the good. Right, so he was able not to sin, but but he was he had not re- yet reached the capability where sin was impossible for him. That's another way of saying it. Right, sin was still a possibility. Right, but he didn't
2: have the ability to remain sinless. Yes, yes, so he not a sin, but basically he
0: wasn't. Yes, so there's a, and this is. I think this is so critical, right? Is that Christ could not sin, right? He could not. He could be tempted, but his very nature, sin was not a possibility for who he is, right? For Adam, very much a possibility. He could choose not to. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, you had one job, Adam. Like One thing, man. (laughs) Yeah, and then... Yes, not all of them. You had one job, and here we find ourselves. But let's not think that we would have done any better because we wouldn't have, right? Well, we prove that every day when we fail in the most trivial of things, right? We're going to give Adam a hard time. Um.
1: (laughs) Please, yes? And if you're an Alabama fan, like... You could relate relate Adam to being a kicker. He had the
0: ability to kick a field goal. (laughs) You've got the ability to put it between the uprights, but you don't have the ability not to miss. (laughs) So we we found ourselves there. So I want to make I want to make that distinction though. So here's what happens after the fall of Adam. So after Adam's fall, all of his descendants were not able to not sin. Right? Everyone who came from Adam didn't find themselves in the position that Adam was prior to the fall. You don't find yourself there. That's where the Pelagian view goes completely off the rails, right? Like, if you were to want to say, like, what's one thing that if you readjusted your understanding here, it would not have sent you in that trajectory off into left field, that would be it, right? We are not born as Adam was created, right? We find ourselves in Adam when we are born, right? We inherit that original nature that came after the fall of Adam. So we find ourselves with the ability to only do sin. Right? Like we can't not. We can't help ourselves. Right? Now it's not Adam's fault because when you do it, you do it. Right? You desire it. You choose it. You pick it. But it's, you pick what you are. You pick what you desire. You pick what you want. Right? And your nature has put you in this position. Right, so Pelagian would hold a different view here, and I would say that the position that Augustine was putting forward is the position that Scripture puts forward. Right, like as we went through that, that's the, that's when we spent time there going through Scripture, so that we could see that that was the point that Scripture speaks to. But every time that the church has had these kind of debates come up, it tends to come around because we think that our nature from birth is something different than it actually is. Right? We think that we find ourselves with clean slates with the abilities and capabilities to choose the good. But you choose the evil because you desire the evil. Because that is your nature. We are born into sin, desiring sin. We cannot please God. Scripture speaks to this. That we need Christ for this. Right? So this comes along... Um this is the 400s. I'm going to read a couple of different a couple of different things from the historical theology book here that I think are 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 good to kind of put in perspective uh this this particular point. So the the church um ultimately like as this kind of debate is playing out, the church ultimately followed Augustine's lead. There were a couple of church councils that were held uh along the way that condemned various Views that Pelagius put forward. So in 1418, the Council of Carthage uh, condemned Pelagius' views that death is a natural part of human existence and not punishment for sin. So again, like, where does death come from? Like, we would say sin leads to death. We all die because we all sin because our nature is sinful. Like, if you were to ask, like, prior to the law being given, why would all die between then? Paul answers down in the book of Romans chapter 5 that we were looking at there. Uh, Pelagius would have to come up with a different answer for this. And what Pelagius would say is it was just natural for us to die prior to to, to any of, of it. It is It was the nature of, of us to die. Um, so the church condemns that. Um, that God's grace is limited to providing external help. Um, the church condemned that particular view as well. Um, there was another... Um, Council that came up uh, in 1473. So this is this wasn't like just open and closed case, right? Um, in 1473, um, like as this kind of plays out over over a couple of generations here, um, we find particular views that Augustine put forward. Um, the denial of the cooperation between human obedience and divine grace the destruction of human free will after Adam's fall um, these are things that that Augustine put forward the the there were uh, there was a council that kind of came up and and denounced some of those things which like uh, uh about a generation later the church was like hold on hold on pump the brakes on that right um, so there 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 was a, there was from 14 18 to around 15 or I said 1418. Mayor, back that up. Um, 418. From about 418 to around 529. So 100 plus. Years, about 111-ish years. This, there was, there was really like the working out of these ideas within the church. Um, primarily the Augustinian view, um, held strong. Um, there were times in which, um, supporters of, uh, of the Pelagian view kind of, uh, gained some ground in, in the debate, uh, particularly, um, as the Pelagian view kind of softened in some way. So like as the initial kind of pushback against this view um was put forward. It was immediately can like like they condemned the Pelagian view. Well it didn't just die on the spot and say, like, yeah, we'll stop there, but it kind of morphed into what's known as semi Pelagianism. Um this denies original sin. It holds that we're but it holds that we're corrupted by sin with various understandings to the degree with which we're um corrupted by sin. So um we're we're like we would hold that we're that all aspects of Human nature have been touched and mourned and broken by sin. They would uh, hold varying degrees that certain aspects of human nature um, have been corrupted, but they would deny original sin. Right, like that. When we speak of original sin, we're speaking of that inheriting that nature um, from from Adam um, and and the guilt that comes along with Adam's fall as well. So, semi-Pelagianism kind of. Uh, morphs in and out of this and, and varying views of semi semi pelagianism um, find themselves prevalent in the in the church today as well um this is why I say that this is something that kind of ebbs and flows throughout church history um, so um let's I want us to move on with the bell having rang there. We've got about fourteen minutes. We'll try to get out. Um, we'll try to wrap this next part up in 10. Um, so moving on from from this particular debate now that like I say there were several times throughout church history that these ideas have kind of um, kind of been rehashed. Um, we find ourselves I think today even um, rehashing some of these particular issues. Um, I think if we're if we're trying to answer how we, Get to the source of it. Understanding who we are in Adam, Romans chapter five, verses twelve through twenty-one, should make extremely clear to us who we are in Adam. Scripture, I believe, is extremely clear on this uh, particular point. But um, moving on, um, when we consider like sin and the church's understanding of sin, I think there's a um, when we come up to the time of the Reformation, um, Martin Luther, particularly. I wanna I wanna look at a couple of things um that we that we find in in kind of Martin Luther's understanding of sin, where the church was in its more practical form of dealing with sin. Like we find like the church in Martin Luther's time, like very much like in the realm of indulgences, like instead of it being like sin being a personal battle between uh or where where God is Changing you and morphing you and repentance is key and drawing near to God is key like these external factors like the buying and of, of indulgences starts to come on the scene. Martin Luther finds his spirit heavily burdened by his understanding of where he stands due to his sin. Um, he finds, this is a particular quote um, from him um, considering his own standing and, and, and his reflection on who he was and his need and ultimately I think like him being totally like all aspects of who he was broken and and him being completely unable to please God is one of those things that given the culture of the church of his day and the the major understandings that the church ha- held then like his understanding of justification and the need to be justified by faith in the work of you know the work of Christ like his battle is what i think sp- ultimately sparked the Reformation because he was pushed inward in his inabilities, his, his 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 depravity of who he was, like who he knew himself to be, despite what everyone else might have thought of him. And this pushed him into Scripture. And by pushing him into Scripture, like his struggle with how to to wrestle with sin ultimately pushes him into the book of Romans, and then in in the opening chapter of Romans, um, he finds that it's f- from faith for faith, um, and then from that um, the 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 Reformation kind of gets its uh, gets its wings there. So so this is this is Martin Luther speaking of his um his this is prior to him coming to the understanding that he uh, that he kind of put forward um, by by faith alone kind of thing so um this is this is his quote. So, my situation was that although an impeccable monk, I stood before God as a sinner, troubled in conscience, and I had no confidence that my merit would assuage him. Therefore, I did not love a just and angry God, but rather hated and murmured against him. Right, so like as as he's thinking about these things, he kind of paraphrasing Matthew uh chapter seven, verse seventeen, Luther observed, uh, "We are not sinners because we commit sin." Not this, now this one and that one. But we commit these acts because we are sinners before we do so. That is, bad tree and bad seed produce bad fruit. And from an evil root, nothing but an evil tree can grow. Accordingly, he urged, diligently learn the doctrine of original sin and do not argue about the reason why God permitted it. Rather, ask how we may be saved and freed from that evil. Right, so so from this, from his wrestling with his understanding of sin itself um, and his need for something outside of himself, um, and then uh, uh, assisted by the Holy Spirit and and Scripture's availability for him to to dig into, um, he finds himself reading um, reading the Book of Romans and grace being made known to him. Through uh, the work of the Holy Spirit, through um, Scripture itself. So, um, that I think, as far as like monumental impact and change and, and considering like sin and the church's understanding of sin um, throughout church history, that particular individual in that particular moment and his reflection on that sin that he struggled with even though all those i mean he considered himself and those around him considered himself an, an impeccable monk right like like that's he's perfect he's a perfect monk but like being perfect externally to those around you and knowing what's within you and wrestling with that that wrestle ultimately is what opened his heart and mind up to uh to to spark the reformation to get the church back on track uh, or to to um you know, kind of kicked that off, and we're here today because of that. So, um, I think it's important for us to realize, um, you know, kind of, kind of with him that we that 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 committing that sin doesn't make you the sinner. You you sin, you commit that sin because you are a sinner, right? Like that idea that 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 original sin, like that you are broken from the beginning, not just a clean slate with the ability to do good or bad, but you do only evil in the sight of the Lord apart from the working of Christ. Like that's the word that Scripture would say to us, that our righteousness apart from Christ is filthy rags before Him. And when we lose sight of that, we start thinking we can do it on our own. We start thinking we can do it on our own. We make the same mistakes that countless have made and that the world at large makes, right? Every world religion is, is, is built on the idea that you can climb the mountain to God. Your path may be different, same mountain and we're saying no man you're not even looking at the right mountain right you can't climb this mountain but the king that sits atop it came down for you um, so with I think that is a very we have to be careful because
2: little things that we say or like can um, without us realizing it we can be promoting that yeah. view of, a wrong view of yeah. sin and who we are in so, I was thinking this week, and just being really honest, like I was looking at that, the terrible revelation of what has some terrible things that were done to the little girl that was abducted, and if and mm-hmm. and they're going through that um, right now, and the hearings and all that. And it's just, you know, you wanted to take. Like, what kind of evil is? Yeah, it? because, you know, it's our kind of evil. It is mm-hmm. our kind of evil. It is. And we, uh, people will say, Christians will say, "There's a special place in hell for." Christ. Oh, yeah. and I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say, like, mm-hmm. there was a special place in hell. For yeah. Yeah. But Christ, yeah. and we, you know, like, it hurts to see. But and, and we ought to hate sin. Yeah. And We ought to be sickened by the result of, like, the fruit of sin. That, you know, but, but it's our fruit. It's yeah. Adam. It's the original sin. Yeah. It's our nature. Yeah. To do, it's hard for me to
0: say, but it's my nature to do what they do. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. but do. that's... The, that, but it is. It, so what? Right? What? But for grace, for grace, but for grace, there go I. Right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. like... like I, I don't think that we can go wrong by resting and relying and trusting in the grace of God over our what we consider our natures to be, right? Yes. Like, like we vastly underestimate who we were prior to the working of Christ. Um, uh, were we as evil as we could be? Probably not. Um, but that was the grace of God as well, right? Um, so, yeah.